Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Burning Daylight podcast. I'm your host Michael Clement and I hope you've all had a good week. It's been a strange one this week, certainly with the weather that's for sure. It's been uh, hot, well hot, not as hot, humid, raining, cloudy, sunny. The only thing that we haven't had is snow but I suppose there's still time for that yet. So hope you've had a productive week and everybody's been out there achieving what they wanted to achieve and in typically having a a very good week. So for me this week, it's come to the end of my fat loss challenge. So I'm going to start, well, all of this show is actually going to be about that um, and just give you an update on where I got to, um, the highs and lows of it all and lessons learned, things I've learned and what I'm going to do next. So the challenge was to get from 18 stone 4 pound down to 17 stone 4 pound in 30 days anybody who follows me on twitter uh, that's at at burning podcast will have seen the images that i've been putting up there things like uh, my feet on the bathroom scale it's been a popular one i've had a lot of likes for that for some weird reason Um, and obviously things when i've been out on the bike uh, photographs of how far i've ridden and things like that shots of the countryside all this type of thing but um, I ended up coming up short. So over the 30 days, my finishing weight for the, for the program got me to 17 stone, 8 pound. So four pounds short of target. So I suppose looking back at it, to lose a stone of fat in 30 days, it's not impossible. But it maybe isn't the most healthy way of doing it either. And it was a, a little bit of an extreme challenge, I suppose. And I did go after it full, full bore. But um, I do feel better for it, I have to say. So I've got to still be happy with a £10 drop in a month. You know, I mean, you look at a lot of the experts, you know, a lot of weight loss specialists still tell you two to three pounds per week is, is about right for losing weight. If you lose any more, you know, you're kind of on the borderline. Certainly for me, where I'm interested in muscle, keeping a hold of the muscle that I have, um, I don't really kind of want to start losing muscle. I just wanted to purely lose fat. And I think I've done that. So, four pounds is four pounds. I'll get that off, you know, over the next month or so. Um, and I'll come on to what I'm going to be doing over, over the next 12 months later on in the show. So... The positives to take away from the last 30 days, well, I've got 10, 10 positives all together. Um, so I'm 10 pounds lighter, which is great after just four weeks. Number two, my cardiovascular health is better because of the amount of cardio that I've done. So that's always a bonus. Number three, my clothes definitely fit a lot better than they used to. Uh, the trousers that I wear, you know, for work and everything fit me a lot better. Well, obviously, my suit's too big for me now, so I'm going to have to cross that bridge when I get to it. And also, just my belt to hold the trousers up. Um, I've jumped two, well, I've jumped down two belt holes, um, which is definitely a positive. So I'm over the moon about that. Uh, number four, the shopping bill has got lower, which is always a good thing. We've saved some money there because I haven't been eating as much. And obviously, 
not drinking either that's saved money but that's been over the last two and a half months that i haven't had a, a drink for so that's definitely helped as well um, i've achieved something i set a goal and all right i didn't hit the exact target but sometimes if you you aim quite high or you aim extreme and you don't hit it you've still made progress and that's how i'm viewing the whole thing i'm definitely more knowledgeable and i'm more knowledgeable because of the amount of learning that i've been doing over the last month i already had a good understanding of weight loss and, and fitness and nutrition exercise and programming and things like that but now i know a lot more and i have a better understanding and a lot more patience as well around um weight loss and a better when i say a better understanding as well rome wasn't built in a day and it's a long process it doesn't take five minutes to put weight on it takes a long time often months and years so why would you think that you can take it off in such a short period of time and that's what i did um i got most of it off but um the rest of it will come as and when you know so rome wasn't built in a day and it wasn't taken down in a day either i've cycled outdoors i've done over a hundred miles so this is number seven i've cycled over a hundred miles outdoors and it's great to get out it's good to get back out on the bike social side of it a friend of mine that i that i go riding with chris uh we we put the world to rights we have a good chat um he updates me on his week i update him on mine you know we, we keep each other updated on on things that are going on so we have a, a good bit chat there and uh again it's nice to get out in the countryside and and get a bit of exercise number eight I've got a lot more energy now and the brain fog that I used to have is nowhere near as bad. I'm not feeling as lethargic and as, as tired as I was. Um, you know, when I'm, I'm kind of getting to like maybe eight, nine o'clock at night. I start to tire then anyway because I've been up since 5 a.m. Um, but that's, that's, that's okay. That's fine. I think most people would accept that. But when I'm talking about brain fog, like during the day uh, when I was heavier, it was difficult sometimes to concentrate even on the simplest of tasks things that you've done repeatedly um you know i just didn't have any energy it was hard to get going it was an effort i don't have that anymore now and i feel a lot fitter a lot lighter even at 17 and a half stone 17 8 um you know you might think that's heavy but for my build it's pretty it's pretty much okay you know so that's good number nine of ten I'm looking better in the mirror and while I'm not exactly where I want to be and again more on that shortly um, I am looking better in the mirror I can tell you know that my abs are starting to kind of get a little bit more definition there's a little bit more tone a bit more shape there um, and one thing that has also helped as well as my weightlifting belt's gone in two notches as I spoke in the last podcast I couldn't get it fastened at Christmas and I was embarrassed about it I'm two notches in now so it's great so I am looking better in the mirror and that gives you a bit of extra confidence as well and number 10 last but not least my car is using less fuel now because I'm lighter <laughs> so power to weight ratio if there's just me sitting in the car and I'm driving it the engine's got a lot less weight to kind of haul around on the roads so i'm saving a couple of quid there as well which is always nice so what have i learned in the last 30 days well what i've learned is there's a lot of things i've learned 
setting a big goal that gives you motivation and part of that motivation was an emotional um, kind of mindset as well emotionally I was unhappy with the weight where I was at um, and that motivated me and that got me going but setting up the podcast and looking for things to talk about what would be interesting um, also got me motivated as well and getting on Twitter and raising the profile of the podcast through Twitter I needed something to talk about amongst things and one of the things I've been talking about is obviously the 30-day fat loss challenge and that's kept me honest it's kept me accountable I've had lots of feedback and you know likes and retweets from people who follow me on Twitter and that's kept me posting it's kept me you know it's kept me honest so that's been great what I would say is that you don't have to do that if you don't want to you shouldn't ever feel as though you have to kind of be accountable ultimately you need to be accountable for yourself I just used it as a as a little bit of extra you know so talking of emotions and you know feeling feeling down about my weight and wanting to to kind of shift it a little bit after the the power building phase that I went through with the weight training and everything the emotional feelings of of wanting to lose weight gave me the motion if you like see what I did there emotional if you look in the center of emotional as a word you have the word motion so the two of them go hand in hand the emotional hardship gave me the motion to get moving and I use the word hardship lightly it's not as like I was in a, a bad place or anything but there is a link in the two words and the motion well that gets you going but it had to be the discipline of sticking to the plan that got me the results. So motion or motivation only gets you going. It's discipline that keeps you growing. Or in this case, getting smaller, losing weight. <laughs> so I learned that seeing incremental, small incremental scale changes, that kept me interested and that kept me again motivated because motivation comes and goes you need the little wins to keep you going helping you move every little step towards your goal and every time them scales went down and I could share a post on Twitter of my of my weight going down that gave me a boost you know that just reinforced my obsession and my discipline to keep plowing on and I was enjoying it there was this none of this last 30 days has been has been unenjoyable it's all been very enjoyable I've, I've really enjoyed it so that put us you know um shorter if you like or narrower that kept me on the path you know just that little thing of like going to fasten my trousers in the morning and like whoa hang on a minute I can fasten my belt a bit tighter than I used to be able to. You know, my stomach is definitely getting smaller. You know, we're on the right track. So motivation needs small wins. But you've got to look for those small wins as well. They're easy to miss. Very easy to miss. Particular quest challenge to, to kind of move forward.
You need to know. self-conscious about it it's it's your mission it's your task it's uh it, the your coming on to the exercise regime that i followed again this is all structured from my knowledge of, of fitness and exercise and the the knowledge that i've picked up um, over the years and i've always been a big believer in Fasted cardio, EM cardio, get up and get it done before the rest of the day starts. And that's exactly what I was doing. So I was getting up at 5 a.m., getting downstairs, walking around the house like a ninja, getting into the into the garage where all my equipment is, and in there I'd have my cycling shorts. Yes, I wear cycling shorts just to get an exercise bike because it's a spin bike and I want to be comfortable. I'm on there for a while. Um, so get the exercise, get the, the the cycling shorts on, get the trainers on, and get on the bike. And I'd do thirty to forty minutes. Sometimes I did fifty minutes um, of just fasted cardio. Just get the bike spinning. I had the the speedometer registering thirty kilometers per hour, so not especially fast. At a, a nice kind of you know, it wasn't massive amounts of tension on the wheel. You know, just so you could spin those pedals at a nice pace and keep it there. I believe it's the best time to do cardio for weight loss. AM, fasted. There's many studies out there that say it is. And there's other studies out there that say that it's not. You've just got to pick what works for you. And you'll only find what works for you through trial and error. So my recommendation is give it a whirl. If it works, great. If not... Try something else, but it has to fit into your lifestyle. It's got to fit into your time schedule. And anything that you can do on your own that doesn't interfere with your family time, I think is important. I'm getting up and I'm on that bike and my family are still in bed. They're still asleep. And rightly so at that time, most normal people are. Um, but that's just me. I'd finish off on the bike. I'd get a wash, put my work clothes on and as I'd mentioned in earlier podcasts as well about being organized, all my stuff was laid out ready to go. You know, I'd have my coffee, grab my bag, and I'm out the door to work. And I'd leave the house at 6, 6 a.m., 10 past 6, something like that, with plenty of energy in the tank, good to go, knowing that I've made my progress. I've had my first win of the day, getting that cardio in and getting it done. Sometimes... Um, it's easy. Some mornings it was hard um, psychologically. And what I always found was that getting on the bike and putting YouTube on, watching it on my phone and watching some motivational videos, that kind of spurred me on. And when I say motivational videos, things like that they have on Mulligan Brothers and things like that. Um, a bit of Tony Robbins, a bit of Jocko Willink, um, all good stuff to, to fire you up and kick your butt first thing in the morning. Okay. So that was the morning sessions. The evening sessions, I carried on with the weights. I still lifted heavy. Um, I'm still on an average weight session for me, whether it's an, an upper body session maybe. And I'd lift somewhere in the region of six, seven ton. So six to 7,000 kilograms gross total weight lifted in an exercise workout. Um, so that's spread across bench press, um, rows, a uh, bit of deadlifting on, on lower body, um, 
I like to lift heavy. And then at the end, I would put in 15, 20 minutes of cardio again on the spinning bike just to finish off. And that was good. That was enough for me. So still four weight training sessions every week and cardio every single morning. If you're doing the weight training as well, consider compound movements, bench press, um, deadlift, squats, all use multiple muscles to complete the exercise. Think of a bicep curl. You know, you, you only, you're isolating the muscle, you're isolating the bicep. Whereas if you're doing a, a deadlift, every muscle in your body is working to get that weight off the ground. So the more muscles you use in your body, it stands to reason you're going to burn more energy. And that's exactly what you do when you do compound movements. You use more muscles, which means more energy expenditure. So there's a, an added advantage there. So consider that if you're doing weight training and you're doing a lot of isolation work, think about mixing it up. Think about getting your compound movements in there, which you should be doing anyway, um, within any good weight training program. Mountain bike riding, as I mentioned before, I covered 100 miles during the 30 days. Uh, and that was just spread over four bike rides, you know, four bike rides over four weekends. Um, that's all it was. And it's hard when you... If you know anything about the law of physics, you know, um, riding a bike when you're weighing, you know, 17, 18 stone isn't easy when you come to a hill. It's wonderful when you're going down a hill. You're the fastest man on planet Earth. But going up a hill, uh-uh, not so much fun, especially not when you're riding around with a guy who is like two-thirds of the body weight. Power-to-weight ratio on the hill, yeah. Okay, the lighter guys always get up there first. Watch a bit of cycling, watch the Tour de France. Look at the skinny, small guys who climb to the top of the hills ahead of the sprinters, if you like. Um, they're always the last guys up there because their body weight is much more dense. But the object of the exercise was to lose weight and increase fitness, cardiovascular fitness. So it doesn't matter how long it took me to get up the hills. Could have took all day losing fat. That's what was important. Okay. Now, you might think that there's a lot of exercise in there. And there probably is. But it just depends what you're used to. Um, if you can fit the time in and you can get the exercise in and get it done, great. Um, I prioritized this. You know, this to me over the last 30 days has been incredibly important. And I'm glad I did make it important in a, in a priority because I feel great for doing it. Um this is the part where my family who listen uh, will probably probably roll their eyes here, you know, but I'm going to talk about work and how many hours I work. And I know there's more there's people out there who work more hours than me. I get that. But there's a lot of people out there who think they haven't got time in their day. And I just want to give my example so maybe you can compare your time against mine. So uh, typically I'll work 10 hours a day. That means I'm out of the house for 10 hours a day. So you need to make things happen and you need, to, you need to get the time in. So if you kind of get up at the moment and get up early and do your cardio, little tip I used was just to wind the clock back, wind your alarm clock back 10 minutes every day. So if you were getting up at 7 a.m. on Monday, set it for 6.50 a.m. on Tuesday. Do that for a couple of days and then pump, pump it back again, move it back to 6.40 a.m., towards the end of that week and i'm moving over, over the weekend okay if you need to lie in have yourself a lie in um 
Beginning of the following week, drop it back Monday, Tuesday, put it down to 6.30. By the end of the week, put it back to 6.20 and so on. You get the gist. What you'll find is you become acclimatized to getting up earlier and earlier. It doesn't take you long before you're up and out of bed nice and early. So make the time, prioritize the time, okay? The flip side of this as well is you're up and you get more done. And everybody wants to get more done. And you start your day with a win, which is really, really important, okay? So from that, if you have to go to a gym, I don't. I've got mine at home. Get up, have your kit ready, have it in the car, and go. You know, no excuses. Just go to the gym and get it done. Take your work gear with you, maybe. Have it in the car. Get ready at the gym and then go on to work from there. It's easy to do. And if you don't want to do that and you haven't got the equipment, just buy a pair of running shoes and go for a walk in the morning. Get up and go for a walk. Put a podcast on, put some you know, some music on, whatever, and go for a walk for half an hour, 40 minutes. That's all you need to do. It's not hard. And, you know, we're still in the summer here in the Northern Hemisphere. So enjoy the mornings. They're nice. Equally, on a night time, when you get back, you know, don't go straight home. Go to the gym on your way home if you can. Do it. Great. If not, come home. But don't get too comfortable at home. Otherwise, you'll sit on the sofa, put the telly on, and you'll never get moving. So try to eliminate the things that will distract you. This is definitely something that I've suffered from in the past. It's very easy to get home and just go, oh, that's me for the day. You know? If you can afford to, you know, have a look around. Second-hand equipment is, is available. So buy an exercise bike, a treadmill, an elliptical trainer, and have one of those at home. Find the space for it, you know? Tuck it away if it's in a garage or, you know, in a, a laundry room, anywhere where you can use it in a morning where you'll not disturb anybody. That's key. But equally, it takes away another element, another level of excuses for not getting your training done if you have the equipment in your home. But you, you've got to use the equipment. You can't just buy it. Buying the equipment is not enough, right? Just going to the shop or buying it online, getting it delivered to your house, connecting it all together, building it all up, and looking at it and going, wow, that looks really nice. That's a really, really nice treadmill. Nobody ever lost any weight that way. Equally, hanging your clothes on it doesn't help you to lose weight either. You know. And once they become dusty, you're kind of almost at the point where you're going to be selling it secondhand and losing 50 or 60 quid, maybe it's more, on, on what you, your purchase price was. So nothing works. This equipment doesn't work. None of it works if you don't get off your backside and get on it and have a plan and stick to it. Have a challenge and go for it. Now, I'm lucky. I have a wonderful wife. See what I've done there? Instant brownie points. Okay. Now, my wife, Lucy, she cooks the meals every single night, bless her. And I have to say, they're always, always lovely. It's even more brownie points. So when I get in from work, I can do my training. My wife comes in after after me um, on, an on an evening and she'll potter around, she'll make tea. I don't have to do that and that's great. So if you're lucky like I am and you have somebody who does that for you, that's great because they're supporting you in reaching your goals and encouraging you to do the things that you enjoy. Um, but just be made, make sure from time to time you, you load the dishwasher up or um, like I did today, make I like poached eggs on toast or something like that, just to keep you in the good books. 
So two training sessions a day is what I was doing on most days. Uh, mountain bike riding for a couple of hours, or you know, if you can't do that, go for a nice walk for an hour or two. But make sure if you're going to walk, you're fasted in the morning. That's the best way to do it. Quickest way, most effective way for fat loss, in my opinion, is fasted cardio consistently not once a week not twice a week consistently okay if you're going for a walk once is not going to make any difference okay equally if you go for a fasted cardio walk or a bike ride and you come back and you have a bowl of cereal you might not have bothered you might as well not have bothered you might as well just stay in bed and not bother doing the exercise in the first place so we're going to come on to, on to diet next anyway um but my last points on training are enjoy it. You've got to enjoy it. I loved it. I loved being up early. It was a mission, an absolute mission. You know, I think if I had my time around again, I'd have joined. I'd, I'd have been in the in the in the army or the navy or something like that. Because um, I, I just love discipline. I love routine. Um, it keeps it, it, it. Nothing's achieved without it in life. I don't believe, unless it's pure luck and you win the lottery. So, keep a track of where you are starting weight starting dimensions before pictures okay and keep notes write stuff down as you as you're going through your journey keep a little journal you know keep a track of your measurements your weights you know you can get there's many apps out there like evernote um you can use that you can use a little little book from a supermarket or a paper a paper shop a corner shop you know it'll cost you a couple of quid but just write down how you're feeling and what's working what's not okay and one last tip if you're going to sit on an exercise bike for 30 or 40 minutes don't waste your time just riding on a bike learn as well while you train get youtube on get a bit of motivation going on audio books get audible get some audio books listen to those get some in get some good podcasts going on as well not just mine there's plenty of others you can listen to as well I hear there's a one called the Joe Rogan Experience. There's a few people listening to it from time to time. Um, you could give that a listen. So while you're training, you should be learning. Okay, two birds, one stone. Multitask. Right, moving on to my diet. Well, that was up and down, I've got to say. And it's something that if I compared diet and training, training I'm always 100%. I'm always I'm always dialed in. Technique's good. Um, I don't lift with ego. Um, I know what I'm doing. I know the exercises. I know the the routines to build them in. But coming into this challenge, my nutrition and my diet um, were not as good. I have to say, knowledgeable, yes. Um, but I, what it's kind of doing this has kind of helped me to realize the areas where I needed to improve on that. And I've done a lot of reading and a lot of study over the last month. And I'm definitely better better equipped now going forward than what I was. Um, but as I say, I was, you know, I did know, I did know my way around a, a nutrition plan. And um, what can I say? I know more now. Let's leave it at that. But what I found was with my weight over the month, my weight would go. Uh, my weight would come down. It would level out. Then it would go up a little bit. So it was up, down. Um, so it was worth.
one of the things I knew already, but I have kind of gone back and read some some studies and some reports on on metabolism. And one of the things that not many people may be aware of, but as you reduce your calories, um, your metabolism starts to slow down because it realizes your body realizes that it's not getting as much fuel, so the metabolism slows down. And the reason it does that is to protect the body from starvation. So what it does is when you're feeling tired, when you go on a calorie restricted diet, after a few days, your metabolism will slow down and you'll feel more tired. And it's your body's way of slowing you down and stopping you from expending too much energy because there's not enough fuel, there's not enough energy coming in. Um, so by decreasing your calories... If you go on like a massive drop in calories, so you go from 2,000 calories or 2,500 calories down to 1,000 calories a day, after a couple of days, three, four, five days, your body's going to go, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to slow down the engine. We need to drop the engine down from maybe seven, 6,000 revs, 7,000 revs. We need to get this down to just ticking over. We need the engine just sitting idle. Like when you're sitting at a set of traffic lights, you just need the engine just ticking over not using a lot of fuel, but just keeping everything alive. And that's what your body does. Drops the revs down. Now, when your revs are down low, what happens? You're not burning much fuel, which in this case means you're not burning much energy, which in this case means you ain't losing extra weight. So it's very bad to, to drop your calories drastically. So what I done was I looked at how much I was eating per day. I looked at... Um, my TDEE and worked out you know the the amount of calories I needed every day and I just dropped it by a hundred per day um, so let me give you an example of that to make it a little bit more kind of um, real world if you like so say for example I needed 2,500 calories per day just to tick by just to just to cover my daily expenditure okay total daily expenditure energy exp so tdee is total daily energy expenditure i should have said that before sorry so for example if my total daily energy expenditure is 2500 calories what i need to do is drop that down by 100 calories to 2400 for week one so every day my calories have been reduced to 2400 from 2005 then i move into week two and i drop another 100 I take it down to 2,300 calories per day. Week three, you've probably guessed, I take my calories down to 2,200 per day. And then week four rolls around and the calories go down to 2,100 per day. Okay, so over the four-week period, we've gone from 2,500 calories a day down to 2,100 calories per day. Okay. So it's a significant drop, but we've done it over time. It's come down gradual, okay? We haven't went on a starvation binge, okay? And crashed the metabolism. You do that too many times, and it causes problems. Nutritionally-wise, it isn't the way to go. So for the last week, what I'd done was kind of move towards um, a couple of shakes, but quite quite strong shakes, if you like, protein shakes, um, putting in about 30, 40 grams of protein in each shake, 
Um, and I complemented that with a tub or two of cottage cheese every day. The cottage cheese I get is about 30 grams of protein. There's some fat in there as well. Um, and the occasional piece of fruit that was during the day. Now keep in mind at the moment, my daily job requires me to sit on my backside all day. So I am not moving around a great deal, okay? Um, the, the, the kind of the, the heaviest thing I move all day is probably a gear stick. So I'm not using a, a lot of energy, okay? On an evening, I'd have a healthy meal, okay? So that could be something like um, a couple of chicken breasts, a little bit of pasta in there, um, you know, kind of fill in the blank, you know, but nothing junk, no pizzas, no kebabs, no Chinese takeaways, no Indian takeaways, just healthy food that my good lady cooks for us, okay? Now, all this worked for me. And what I'd also introduced as well was intermittent fasting. is so easy to do you just miss breakfast so you have your evening meal it's seven gone to work done lunchtime rolls around pretty quick you know you've only missed one meal you're not going to fade away and die you're not going to pass out but what i found was this this worked really well for me and it definitely definitely helped the process along um you're not crashing your metabolism by starving because you're feeding between lunchtime and probably eight o'clock at night. Sometimes is when I, I kind of last have my last bit of food. So you're, you're eating for a large portion of the day. You think about it, you have your last meal at eight o'clock. You might go to bed at nine, ten p.m. You're asleep. You can't eat while you're asleep. Well, you shouldn't be able to anyway. Um, you know, so you're asleep then anyway. So you don't need any calories. You don't need food constantly coming in during the seven or eight hours you're asleep. And then you get up, you do your cardio, you get out. You're only missing breakfast. It's not the end of the world. You know, people go for days without food. I think that somebody's gone a full year without any food. I'm sure it's in the, the Guinness Book of Records or something. And also I complemented what I was doing with some branched chain amino acids. Um, the ratio of that was four to one to one. So um, that, that worked really well. I got them from my protein. They're not expensive. Um, but I think they do help. And there is, again, studies for and against that say that, you know, when you're um, looking to lose some weight, lose some fat, that branched-chain amino acids can support, um, you know, the, the maintenance of your hard-earned muscle gains. Okay. Poor life to fit in with the program that they're doing doesn't work you won't stick at it and you'll just give in within a week look at your lifestyle understand what works what doesn't work what you can fit in what you can't fit in and then just do it and you'll try you'll try things and they won't work that's fine put that to one side try something else and then do that okay so have a plan very important Understand what you're trying to achieve, why you're trying to achieve it, and how you're going to achieve it. Have a goal. Let motivation start you, but have the discipline to follow through. And as I mentioned, have a reason why. Okay? If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. It's The Twitter handle is at burning podcast you can drop me any messages on there um 
leave me a, you know leave me a comment on the on the feedback forms for the podcast it's on obviously on apple itunes and, and podbean um so you can get me get me any way you want on terms of twitter and on on the podcast um so that's that so where now well i have decided to enter an a natural okay i want to stress this natural bodybuilding competition in 12 months time the competition um the athletes are tested drug tested so that's great and i'm going to be entering the category of beginners over the age of 40 so i've got 12 months worth of training to get me there and obviously i will be talking more about this in upcoming episodes of the podcast um i'm excited for it really looking forward to it and the uh the prospect of getting on stage and and kind of parading around fills me with dread um speaking in public and talking to large groups and giving presentations is all part of my old world of work um however prancing around in a pair of shorts that never kind of came in to the job in the past um but i'm gonna go for it and um I'm going to really give it everything I've got. So I have a training program um, that I'm going to follow. That's along the lines of Dorian Yates's program. I know I'm not going to end up six times Mr. Olympia, um, but I like the style of training that he used to do. I understand it. I understand the, the mechanics of it all. I understand the physiology of it all, and it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, nutrition plan that's in place. I started today. Um, so this is day one of the new plan i'm going to be doing a lean a stress stress the word lean bulk i'm not going to be bulking in the way that i did to get my um, powerlifting shoes on um, and i'm going to be reverse engineering the calories so similar to what i was spoken about before i'm going to be raising my calories by 100 every day so if i start at 2500 my first week is going to be at 2600 then 2007 for week two all the way up to week four um, and then that will be the end of my four-week lean bulk cycle then I'll do a four-week cut and I'll repeat that process all the way through until next year into next year and um, see where we get to but as I say I'll keep you posted again I'll be putting things on on Twitter so it's at burning podcast if you're interested you can keep an eye on me on what I'm getting up to on there okay now just to finish off with my job at the moment that I do while I'm you know, transitioning to, to become a teacher um, allows me the, the, the opportunity to meet people from all over the world. And I have to say, it's probably the, the, the most interesting part of the job is chatting with, with the customers. Okay? And I was lucky enough this week to get a job to pick up a young guy um, who I found really engaging, a nice young guy. I think he said he was about 24, 25 years old. And um, he has his own clothing line uh, called Jerry J Clothing. And this guy gave me a, a little bit of an insight into his life. And he was kind of telling me how he was going off the rails a little bit um, and decided to change his life, turn it around and make more of, of the opportunity that he'd been given. And 
this guy's full of enthusiasm. Um, he's reading books, he's listening to podcasts, and he's got, I think he's got about 25,000 followers on Instagram. Um, you know, he's, he's just a really all-round likable kid, you know, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. And he's set up his own business. He has an online um, business with his own clothing brand, uh, Jerry J Clothing. And the reason I was picking him up was to take him to um, be interviewed. He was going to be interviewed by uh, the Prince's Trust. So anybody who doesn't know anything about the Prince's Trust, it's obviously the Prince of Wales. Um, and it's the Prince's Trust has been set up for a long time. And it's to help young people in many different ways. But one of the ways, uh, the main way, if you like, is to give opportunities to young people by <coughs> allowing them or giving them grants so they can start their own businesses. And it encourages young entrepreneurs to kind of step forward and, and build businesses. And that is exactly what Jerry's doing with Jerry J. Clothing. It's his brand. Um, he's the owner. And he mentioned something about his son. I think his son's called Jackson, I think he might have said. Um, but check his pro check his products out. I've had a look online, and he's got a great website. He's doing incredibly well on Instagram. Um, I know that he's been picking up uh, a few new um, kind of uh, kind of famous people, if you like, to to come and help him with the launch of his of his of his latest products for the. I think it's the autumn and winter season that he's got coming out. Um, I think the lady who is the American. Um, captain, the captain of the American ladies football team, which won the World Cup recently. Um, even she's a, an ambassador for his product as well. So this guy's definitely going places. So if you're interested in helping out a young man, uh, he's a family man. He has a wife and a, and a and a son, you know, and he's trying to create a, a space for himself and his family in this world. If you want to kind of check him out, maybe order order some clothes off him. Go to his Instagram page. Okay, so his Instagram page is Jerry J Clothing. Now Jerry is spelt with a J, as in Tom and Jerry. So it's J E R R Y J Clothing. So Jerry J Clothing. That's his Instagram page, and you can get to his website through his Instagram page as well. And his website address is again Jerry Clothing, which is all one word. dot com. Okay, so check him out. You like what he's got have a look see what you think i have to say there's some things on there some of his t-shirts that i quite like um when i spoke to him earlier in the week and told him i had a podcast uh, he looked quite surprised that this this, this older guy's got a podcast but um i said i'd give him a shout out and i'll continue to do that as well yeah um so i'm not affiliated with him in any way shape or form i'm only doing this just to help the lad out um he was incredibly polite very engaging and I wish him all the success, and uh, hopefully he picks up a, a customer or two from this. So please check him out. Um, again, if you want to kind of follow me, I'm on Twitter, and that's at Burning Podcast. Um, check me out on iTunes and Podbean. Please leave me any comments or suggestions that you may have. I understand to leave comments and, and reviews, it's not a two-minute job. I get that, but it does help. It helps me in the search rankings, and it's a new podcast as well and i'm trying to grow the audience as much as possible so please any help that you can give greatly appreciated um so heads up on to next week's show just to give you a kind of an idea of what's coming up next week my oldest daughter uh, jessica 
she is she came up with the idea um, for a show and her idea was for me to talk about um, my old career if you like my old world and the reasons I kind of walked away from that and um, the transitional period that I've gone through as a person and how I kind of ended up wanting to become a teacher which I'm training for and I only have a few months left on that and I'll be a qualified teacher so God help anybody who's over 14 years of age and is interested in learning about business studies I have to say but thanks for everybody for listening I really do appreciate it Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show and I will catch you next time take care 